Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. What we're dealing with here is a total lack of respect for the law. You're listening to Done By Law, brought to you by the Federation of Community Legal Centres. Hello and welcome to another show of Done By Law on 3CR 855 AM. You're here tonight with Sam and Greg. Good evening. The Australian Human Rights Commission has again come under scrutiny by parts of the media in recent weeks. Headlines have read, Human Rights Commission goes nuts and AHRC defends child porn case. So why the outrage? In March of this year, the Commission released a report about the case of BE against Suncorp Group. The Commission received a complaint from BE after Suncorp withdrew a conditional offer of employment to work as a consultant in its insurance services arm after it discovered BE had a criminal record for possessing child pornography. The Commissioner concluded that, although the offences were serious enough, Suncorp's decision to withdraw the job offer was discrimination. It made recommendations to Suncorp, including some some compensation and revision of recruitment policies. Suncorp has refused to follow them. Some segments of the media have said the Commission got this completely wrong. Commonwealth Attorney-General Christian Porter is reported as having said that there needs to be a balance between, on the one hand, allowing those with criminal records to find employment, and, on the other, ensuring employers have reasonable latitude to decline to employ someone they don't think is fit to take position because of their criminal record. Calls have been made to overhaul the law so that the employers should not be forced to employ a person, person with a criminal history. This leads us to some questions. Like... Should the p- past be left in the past one you've done your t- once you've done your time? And should employers be allowed to discriminate because of a person's criminal history? And if so, when? So to help us discuss this uh, tricky issue, we are today joined by our special guest, Gemma Lee Dodds. Gemma Lee Dodds is currently a Senior Legal Advisor at the Victorian Equal Opportunity and Human Rights Commission. In her current role, Gemma works on complex public law cases and conducts investigations into discrimination. Previously, Gemma worked as a class actions lawyer for a major plaintiff law firm and as an associate at the Supreme Court of Victoria. She's passionate about access to justice and equality and is here today in her personal capacity to share her knowledge about the issue of criminal record discrimination. Gemma, along with Jessica Crofts, directed and produced Off the Record – a short documentary which delved into irrelevant criminal record discrimination and the detrimental impacts it can cause those affected by such unfavourable treatment. Gemma, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. (laughs) Our pleasure. 
I guess, uh, given what we've just talked about off the record, um, we might start there. Um, now, sure. you directed and produced the documentary with Jessica. Um, can you tell us a little, about, a little bit about what the documentary um, covers? Yeah, sure. Um, so Off the Record came about as a co-production actually between the University of Melbourne and the Fitzroy um, Legal Service. So I should put a shout out to Meg Fitzgerald for her um, hand in that as well. Um, and we received a grant to make the film um, whilst I was finishing my studies. But the film really seeks to bring a human face to the issue, I guess, of criminal record discrimination discrimination by tracing the experience of four different people who've all been adversely affected by their criminal history, uh, which is preventing them from moving forward with their lives and uh, obtaining gainful employment. So through their stories, we can see the impact um, that criminal record discrimination has um, and how it's at odds with even the most basic principles the community holds about uh, being able to move on and not pay twice for the same mistake. Mm -hmm. Um, And the film also um, interviews um, academic Dr. Bronwood Naylor, um, and while there are no easy fixes, it, it looks at, I guess, at a positive impact that one company company has found in hiring people with a criminal record. Mm. And, and I guess it might sound like a basic question, but what is the definition of discrimination? Yeah, sure. Um, so discrimination in, uh, is treating or proposing to treat someone unfavourably because of a personal characteristic uh, that's protected by that's protected by law. Um, so in Victoria, the Equal Opportunity Act uh, sets out a number of characteristics or under the Act attributes mm-hmm. uh, that make discrimination against the law. So these could include things like political belief, pregnancy, age, disability. Um, there was an important change uh, that was made to that list relatively recently, so it's not a fixed list. Things can be added. Uh, and I think it was the current Labor government which added a new protected attribute for an expunged homosexual convictions. Um, but that obviously stops short of making one for irrelevant criminal record discrimination. And so what, uh, what then are the protections? Are there any for criminal record discrimination? No, not in legislation in Victoria, no. Okay, so if someone has a criminal conviction and um, is going up for jobs and they're applying for a lot and a lot of employers are telling them, no, we'd love to employ you, but um, we don't want to take the risk, how that, how, what protections do they have? So currently there's no legal protections in Victoria. Other states do have um, spent conviction conviction schemes um, would have, which have been working well. So obviously the Australian Human Rights Commission decision that you were talking about earlier, Greg, is an example of where uh, there is recourse that a com- complaint could be made to the Australian Human Rights Commission. But um, under our current laws, there isn't a, there isn't recourse, and that's part of the problem. Mm. Now, you, you mentioned the Australian Human Rights Commission decision. Yeah. Now, in that decision, um, the commissioner found that it was discrimination. Um, I mean, given that she says it's discrimination, what does that mean if there's no if criminal records are not a protected attribute? So it's a bit complicated, I guess, because there's a, the, the Victorian system and the Australian Human Rights Commission was looking at a, a different a different act, I guess. But the the questions are, are, are sort of similar. Mm. Um, the in in the Australian Human Rights Commission decision about SunCorp, that was in relation to, I guess, uh, what process SunCorp went through um, in in order to to withdraw the offer of employment that it made to uh, BE, the the anonymised um, applicant in that decision. Um, does that answer the question? Sorry. Yeah, I, I guess. I mean, if the, the commission has said that you know the decision by SunCorp was 
discrimination. Yeah. Uh, I guess what I'm sort of curious about is, well, why was the Commission looking into that if criminal record discrimination is not a protected attribute under under the law? Yeah, so they can look under that um, under a different act. So in Victoria, the Equal Opportunity Act is our state act, and so uh, there's no recourse for someone in Victoria with a with a Victorian criminal uh, record, I guess, to, to go through that same process, mm. uh, which is really why um, one of the main reform suggestions has been about about adding a particular attribute within the Equal Opportunity Act uh, so that if that was made, a person could um, first of all make a complaint to the Victorian Equal Opportunity and Human Rights Commission mm. um, and uh, seek to have that matter conciliated and potentially resolved with compensation that could be privately agreed between the parties uh, or alternatively could also take it to the to VCAT um, and they could seek a decision in that same way. So in the case, of, in the Suncorp case... Yeah. The Australian Commission has made a ruling and Suncorp has walked away and, say, and declined to, um, to continue with, what, with the suggested ruling. Yeah. Is there any onus on employers to take criminal record discrimination seriously? So, yeah, that's an unfortunate, um, I suppose, uh, characteristic of that regime is that the, the, the recommendations that uh, Commissioner Croucher made aren't enforceable. So Suncorp um, decided that it disagreed with her assessment and, and, and that's um, outlined in quite detail in the, in the decision. Um, the question, I guess, about whether there's any way that we can force employers, I, I suppose, to have to have regard to irrelevant criminal record discrimination, I think, again, comes back to um, putting it in place within our Act, which provide would provide a, a, a more um, provide more, I suppose, tangible outcomes, um, strategic outcomes. Uh, there are other f- reform options that have been suggested as well um, that would, I suppose, offer further protection. So a common one is obviously uh, the, the full suite of a, of a spent convictions regime, um, putting in, um, uh, I suppose, sanctions or, or penalties for um, for, for dis, you know, dis, disclosure of someone's criminal record beyond mm. that, um, that method. Um, um, there was a report that actually sort of looked at that um, and last year by the um, Liberty Victoria's Rights Advocacy Project that steps through some, some really interesting reform options. There, there's been obvious backlash to this case uh, in terms of the powers that the Australian Human Rights Commission has, even though it's not enforceable. Yeah. But do you, see, do you see there's an opportunity to um, use this or another case to push for more progressive reform? Yeah, I think I think that's right, and I think part of the confusion and 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 the sort of knee jerk reaction to to that case comes from a, a, a lack of understanding about what actually is involved. And if you look closely at Commissioner Crouch's reasoning, it's it's very logical. Um, the you know the, the problem at the moment, I think, and, and I think when you break it down and sort of explain to people that uh, if you're found guilty of a crime, and let's take Victoria as an example. Mm. Um, that criminal record stays um, on your record for 10 years. Um, the only uh, thing standing between you as a job applicant and your employer is a Victoria Police information release policy. It's an internal document. And under that policy, if an adult has been found guilty of an offence, um, they'll disclose all prior findings of guilt um, as part of the criminal check. Now, when you have a criminal record check come up for an employer, there's no there's no extenuating circumstances that's provided with that. It just shows that you've had a very negative interaction with the law. 
Um, the other thing I should say about that release policy is that there's a bunch of exceptions. So even if um, we, even if there's, if you've had a conviction from 15, 20, 25, 30 years ago, um, under certain circumstances, that will still be disclosed. So, for example, one of the subjects in the documentary, Annie Nash, uh, she found that a, um, a finding of guilt was was provided to a prospective employer 27 years after the event had happened. And I think when people understand that ramification and they say, well, why is that? How is that happening? And is that really a reasonable thing uh, that we can, we should be putting people through? Because it means that we're giving prospective employers too much power and discretion. Um, and there's no transparency or, or oversight, I guess, mm. for that as well. So when can employers ask for that criminal record from the police? Well, it's, it's usually just a matter of course from the process of going for a job. Um, so if we jump back again to, I guess, to the Suncorp and BE case, um, that process seems to have been that um, Mr BE applied for um, a job as a um, home, at at home with an at symbol from the internet at home consultant <laughs> claims consultant um, uh, met the key requirements according to Suncorp was given a provisional offer of employment pending a satisfactory background check which includes a criminal record check um, you then the Mr B consented to that um, and it just went through the administrative process and came up with the the list of um, the offences that um, the police released to Suncorp and then Suncorp decided to rescind the offer. So so that was uh, the the decision by Suncorp to I guess ask for the criminal record that was because it was in the contract. Is that is that what the case, the decision says or yeah. Yeah, I, look, I'm actually not sure what the decision says, I guess, about that. It, it is usually a matter of course. Most most um, positions now do, um, as a routine, ask for background checks, which mm. include criminal record criminal okay. record checks. Yeah. And what would happen if um, an, a prospective employee refused to um, give consent for that criminal record check? Uh, I'm not sure what the evidence answer for that is, but I would have thought that that would end the process of the job application. <laughs> <laughs> so it's kind of a catch-22. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's chicken or the egg, really. Yeah. Right? <laughs> um, so you were talking uh, just then about uh, once... Um, sorry, the work that uh, BE was um, applying to do, which was to work in this insurance arm. Um, I guess... As part of that work, you said something about inherent requirements. I mean, yeah. what what do you mean by that? Yeah, so there's this decision by Commissioner Croucher is is really um, important, I think, because um, I, I I feel that she really um, logically steps through the principles that have to be applied to properly interrogate what the inherent requirements of a job are and why somebody's criminal history prevents them from from fulfilling that. So inherent requirements are essential uh, to the position of a particular job. So to give an example, um, if you're a kindergarten teacher, an inherent part of that job will be to mind children. Um, So in this case, though, for Suncorp and BE, Suncorp said that it's additional requirements. Um, So... I suppose to sort of step back and say, you know, the 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 
the job offer uh, was quite standard. It set through here are the key requirements and this is the little things you need to do. You need to have a computer, you need to sit at home, you need to answer the phone, you need to send emails. Mm. Um, and it said through this is the experience you need to have. You need to have had claims experience, you need to be able to talk to people, you need to have done that. And then the last part of it, which is quite common now in a lot of job applications you see, is like, and you need to uphold the values of the company. And I think that the values of the company that Suncorp articulated was trustworthiness um, and uh, good character. So that seems pretty broad. Pretty I mean, I think broad. most companies would want trustworthy and right? um, people of good character to apply and work right? there. They could have just said, "Be good." Yeah. Um, I mean, that's, that's right. So, um, so they pointed Suncorp pointed to these additional requirements as basically saying these were inherent requirements of the job mm. that you couldn't perform your job without having um, without being able to, to sort of demonstrate these really good characters characteristics. Sorry. Um, so in stepping through whether that had been so in this particular instance, Commissioner Croucher cited a, a, a few cases and one of them was a it was a Northern Territory case which found that there had to be a tight correlation between inherent requirements and that the criminal record had to have more than a logical link between the job and the record. Okay, um, so and the, and the decision is quite, quite good and steps through all of that. But re- essentially Commissioner uh, Croucher found that there really couldn't be said to be a tight correlation between, you know, demonstrating the value of trustworthiness and that the evidence or the information that Suncorp provided didn't demonstrate that um, that BE was unable to meet that requirement. Um, she also took into consideration that the amount of time that had elapsed, I guess, uh, between the criminal conduct um, and found that Suncorp couldn't demonstrate that, that, that you know, that, that meant that they were an unfit, you know, um, job applicant. Mm. Yeah. And I guess, um, I mean, one of the questions that was posed, um, you know, when we started the show was, well, why why shouldn't employers be allowed to discriminate or to, um, why should they be forced to employ someone who has a criminal history? Now, I guess in BE's case, he's got a, a, a prior conviction for possessing child pornography and, you know, related offences. Um uh, you know, putting to one side the, the whole trustworthiness, um, should employers always have to, um, you know, give a job or offer a job to someone with that kind of um, criminal history? Um, how does that work? Yeah, sure. I mean, I suppose if if we were going to think about, you know, why why is it important that people with criminal convictions are, are protected from discrimination? Um, I think there are three core reasons. So. If someone can work and wants to work, then they should be allowed to work in jobs for which they're suited. Mm. And I think that's a principle which most people could agree to. So if we follow that logic to its natural end, then it does mean that people who have done their time and uh, paid a a price that the court has set independently should be allowed to enter the workforce if that work is suitable. Rehabilitation is a really core part of our criminal justice process. So if we have laws that are preventing people from reintegrating with the community and starting off on the right foot, then something's wrong there. The second principle, I guess, is that um, legal protections from discrimination provide important recourse for people who are adversely affected by discrimination and they set important um, independent legal standards to guide employers and police about what constitutes um, discrimination. So it provides that independent um, arm so that there's there's transparency and accountability. Mm. Um, And I guess that flows on to the third point, which is that it's it's about reducing the confusion within the community about how the process of obtaining obtaining work should look Um, and would also bring Victoria in line now with 
the the other states in Australia, which have all introduced spent uh, spent um, spent conviction schemes. Mm. If you've just joined us, you're listening to Done by Law on 3CR. We're talking about criminal conviction discrimination and the recent case of B against Suncorp. Uh, I'm really interested to hear in some about some of the stories that you focused on in your doc- documentary. Yeah. And uh, if it's all right with you, I'd like to uh, continue this discussion after after this song. Sure. You're listening to Done by Law on 3CR with Sam and Greg. And uh, we're here with Gemma Lee Dodds um, discussing uh, criminal record discrimination. Before that song, uh, we were... Um, Gemma, you were outlining some of the reasons why um, uh, we need to uh, make sure that people with who have criminal convictions in their past um, can move on with some form of employment. And you've you've had um, this documentary that um, that you've worked on. What are the, some of the stories that have come uh, from off the record? Sure. So. Off the record, focused on on four stories, four very different people who'd had um, the same issue come up and and try and trace how it affected them differently. So we were lucky enough to have Uncle Jack Charles um, uh, lend his story uh, to the documentary and and his story is really interesting. Um, You know, he he had a a really quite significant, I suppose, criminal history um, from from a period in which he was going through some real difficulty in his life, um, but managed to get himself out of that and um, was, you know, re-establishing himself um, in on the outside and really wanted to be able to provide a kind of mentorship role to um, Aboriginal men in prison and to return and to provide them that kind of um, guidance um, and 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 talk about how his story had had worked and and what he, they might be able to do, um, and he was prevented from doing so because you can't have a criminal record and go back into jail to do that kind of mentorship work. So that was a real problem for him. Another um, uh, subject in the documentary um, was a man whose criminal um, history was you know, sort of really intertwined with his mental illness. Uh, so his offending occurred really in a in the throes of um, of, of a bad period in his mental illness. Um, so after he, you know, went to jail for it was only four weeks, he'd lost his home um, and he had to really start from scratch. Mm. Um, and it had a real, you know, exacerbating effect on his mental illness. So we've got someone who's, you know, offending is linked to their mental illness. They get out of jail to try and get started again and by getting knocked back from jobs, it actually, you know, really exacerbates that anxiety mm. and, and feeling of isolation. Uh, and then there was Annie Nash, who I spoke about a little earlier, who, um, you know, was a, 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 a professional woman who I just think was very um, surprised to have learnt that, um, you know, from an, an incident where she had been at a protest as a um, as a, a young woman working as a, you know, as a social worker in, I think it was the Bob Hawke's um, <laughs> government, so a long time ago, <laughs> um, and she had received this very minor um, finding of guilt, so not even a conviction, and that mm. had come up in a particular job that she had um, that she had gone for. Uh, and the reason is that even though that was more than 10 years ago, um, one of the exceptions, I think, was in relation to a police... Um, uh, so a police offence. So if there's a police offence, it can potentially come up for 10, 20, 30 years after um, after that uh, conviction was recorded. So there's some of the stories, I suppose, that demonstrate how differently um, that this issue can affect people. 
And with the the case of the man who had mental health issues, um, is there any scope to argue that as um, mental health discrimination or, or uh, disability on the basis of mental health? Look, that that's that's true because um, disability is a protected attribute attribute under the Equal Opportunity Act. Um, uh, and that that may be a legal recourse for him. Um, I guess what uh, what what affected him um, was the fact that he was rejected from jobs, mm-hmm. and and that's what really caused him grief. So yeah. So uh, if a person does experience um, discrimination on the basis of having a criminal record, um, now we've talked talked I think a bit about going to the Australian Human Rights Commission. Are there any other options available to um, people? Yes, sure. So um, not currently in Victoria under the Equal Opportunity Act, mm. but um, there is a useful case, I guess, um, that looked uh, at this issue through the lens of the Working with Children Check. So um, Working with Children Check is a, is a, a special um, program, basically, that uh, tries to link um, the particular nature of offending to a particular kind of job. So for children, we have we understand that they're inherently vulnerable and that we need to ensure that there's robust systems in place that means that we protect them. So the Working with Children Check sets up specific categories um, that job prospective job applicants will be will be will be I suppose judged on, mm. um, and uh, and uh, importantly provides um, it's a reviewable decision because it's a government decision. So there's actually trans transparency in the decision that's made. Uh, there was a case that went to the Supreme Court in, I think there was a judgment in, in early 2013 called ZZ and Secretary Department of Justice. And it's kind of a case that's, that's flown under the radar somewhat. Mm. Um, but essentially the the case was about a, a gentleman who had gone to prison for a very serious crime um, and had been out on the outside for six years and applied to be a bus driver. To be a bus driver, he had to get a working with children check, so he applied for that through VCAT, mm. and he was rejected. And the reason why he was rejected was on the basis of um, uh, public interest. Um, so that was one of the criteria that the, the decision maker at VCAT could look at, which is in some ways similar to the Suncorp's um, mm. to part about being of good character. Um, so in the in the decision from the Supreme Court, um, Justice Bell importantly had some analysis about what constitutes risk. Um, and um, ha- and provides useful guidance about, I guess, about what what are the actual risks? What are risks really going to going to mean? Um, and how decision makers need to strike the right balance and consider um, the applicant's right to work as part of the public interest as well. Um, uh, so essentially, Justice Bell also sort of found that whilst he didn't conclude that there had been a human rights breach, he found that. Um, in this instance, it was right to say that the right to privacy under Section oh, 13, mm. I think, of the of the Charter um, had uh, could be seen to include the right to, to work. So that's a really important mm. case. Um, well, I'm just conscious of the time, but it sounds like, uh, I guess, I mean, two observations is, uh, one, th- there seems to be some frameworks in place which, um, I guess, address the risks that someone with a criminal record might have. Um, and I guess that's a reason why uh, criminal record discrimination um, should really be looked at. And I guess, secondly, um, that there needs to be some law reform in this space really to stamp out 
um, unjustifiable discrimination. I mean, were they sentiments that you would agree with? I do. I think um, the <laughs> it's a good Bit Dorothy Dixon. Yeah. <laughs> um, first and foremost, I think it's uh, the best way of, of curving this issue. This issue is to include irrelevant criminal discrimination as an attribute under the Equal Opportunity Act. So from that, everything else will flow um, and people will be able to get jobs that they're suited to. Mm. Fantastic. Utopia. Uh, (laughs) Gemma, it's been a pleasure having you with us today. Um, Thank you. Thank you very much for joining us to discuss criminal conviction discrimination. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.